1: Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this and a little of that and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Unscrewed Nation, how are you? I have missed you. I have been all over the place and I'm about to be literally all over the place. I am this evening, before and after recording this, packing to go out on tour to support my new book called, Believe Me, How Trusting Women Can Change the World. And hopefully to see many of you. I know I've already met some of you at our New York events and the Boston event. Which was super tremendous. But if I haven't met you yet and I'm coming to a city or you can get me to your city, let's talk. Um, you can go to JacquelineFriedman.com slash events and find the whole lineup there. And also just drop me a line on my contact form if you don't see your city and you want to help make it happen. The events have been just so tremendous and I really love getting to highlight all the voices in the book since it's an anthology and we basically got to publish, you know, some of our Activists and literary heroes, Um, we've really gotten to have just tremendous people at our events, and I I can't wait for you to meet some of them. Uh, The Books Are Magic and Cambridge Public Library, Harvard Bookstore events have been recorded but I don't have any audio from them yet what I do have to tide you over is a little clip from when Jessica Valenti and I went on Brian Lehrer last week Uh, for those of you who are not New Yorkers Brian Lehrer is a sort of legendary talk show host on the New York NPR station WNYC Uh, and so we talked with Brian for a good long segment it was like a 25 minute segment including questions But this clip I'm using particularly because it both echoes the last episode and where you got to hear from Jessica and I about where we're coming from with this book and also previews the next episode you're going to hear next week, uh, which has to do with believing women on the Internet. So here is that clip.
0: Jessica, in your essay titled Our World Alone, you wrote about how the Internet
1: Is akin in a certain sense to the Polaroid camera of old, (laughs) in terms of pieces of technology that make it harder to dismiss women. You want to make that comparison?
2: Sure. So what I what I wrote about was that the the Polaroid camera was actually a real game changer in domestic violence advocacy because it went from women telling their stories, women not being believed, to having tangible proof. Right after a woman was beaten, advocates would tell her, "Take a Polaroid picture. Right, save that Polaroid picture, put it somewhere." And so was a game changer for for women to have that because women are not believed on their word alone right like we often need that evidence I think with social media what's been so amazing is that it's not just one person in a vacuum or in their community um, telling their story it's millions it's that right like there's so many women and people sharing their stories about sexual assault and sexual harassment that it becomes much harder to ignore and I think that's a big part of what me Too is about. And as we wrote in the introduction, we do feel like we are at this tipping point where we're so close to believing women like we, we really, really are. And that is an exciting thing, but we're not quite over the hurdle yet. And we're, we're really hoping that the book and these essays will help to, to push some people past that point.
1: You don't hear a lot of good things said these days, it seems to me, about gender and social media. So, is there sort of a good internet, bad internet thing going on where there's what you just described on the one hand, but of course, there is so much misogynist trolling?
2: There's so much misogyny, so much racism, so much homophobia, right? It, you know, when women tell their stories, they're often met with extreme online harassment, uh, extreme threats. I've, I've gotten it myself. It can be terrible. I do think that you, there is a community to be found online. And I think that a lot of women and folks from marginalized communities have found that and have found um, ways to make that work for them.
1: I always say about the Internet that it's neither good or bad. It's just gasoline. Right. Mm, it's just mm-hmm. an. Ex- the Internet is an accelerant on every human impulse. And so, you know, the. Trolls – I hate calling them trolls. It's actually so minimizing. The people who want to use the, the internet to abuse women and people of color and trans people, you know, um, are are going to be there. But, but we can also find ways to use it to connect and to, to gain in power and to organize. And speaking of internet discourse, I don't know how many of you have been following this week, but there's been – a lot of weird fucked up shit following from Gail King interviewing a female basketball star and asking how she felt about Kobe Bryant's legacy and people bringing up the rape allegations after he died and Look, she's a journalist. You can think what you want about whether she should have asked that person that question. But the amount of abuse and death threats she's getting, you know, Snoop Dogg calling her horrible names, um, the idea that is being propagated that black women shouldn't speak up about black men who commit sexual abuse is a really dangerous one. I mean, I feel anxious talking about it. This is not my community. But the good news is that Jamil Smith, the amazing columnist and reporter for Rolling Stone, graced us with an essay for Believe Me about this very thing. And I just want you to read you a little from it, just as a little food for thought. Being reticent to either accept an accusation of rape or make one is sadly endemic to a people that has been brutalized by their own country. Trauma is a lens through which we see America, even as some of us deny the suffering of women. Though the female members of our black communities have constantly been asked to prioritize our collective racial struggle, sometimes at the cost of their own dignity and safety, they are still labeled as unfaithful to our heritage and culture if they dare say a crossword about a black rapist. Even the permissiveness of it, the friends and family members you know who are still Chicago-stepping to the bops of Kelly, an indicted serial child predator, is its own violence. And why do we make excuses for the Cosbys, the Simpsons, and the Kellys, and even those black men who aren't famous? Because we hope that the exoneration of those men is a sign that the system can work for us? And who is us? Black men, black women, or outside the binary? Criminal justice, as well as sexual safety, isn't working for us as black people unless it works for all genders. There's so much more there. He's just a fucking brilliant writer. But that essay has just been on my mind so much in the last few days watching. I don't know. I just feel like it's a really disappointing conversation. It's a really hurtful conversation. And lastly, in this Little Spare Parts episode, I have an update for you on a previous episode. I'm sure many of you remember the amazing episode we did with the two high school activists who were taking on their local and state government about the sex ed being taught and not taught in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, The episode is called What Kind of Girl Do You Want to Be? And I just this week got an update from Jane's mom, Rachel, that the school district is up to its old tricks under new guises. This time, uh, the bullshit slid in in a workshop that was supposed to discourage teens from sexting. Here's a clip from the news report. It's a little edited on my part. They've received district approved sex ed training that they say violates their rights. As KLCC's Elizabeth Gabriel reports, students are now taking action.
0: In December, 4J High School and middle school students were required to attend a cyberbullying and sexting prevention training taught by retired Detective Richard Wastocki of the Naperville Police Department. But some students claim the presentation goes against the guidelines of Oregon Department of Education's policies for guest speakers of sexual education. South Eugene High School senior Lane Mickelson is a leader of the school's Respect Ed Club. She describes ODE's rules.
2: Not only do they require that the presentation... Be not fear or shame based, it also requires that it is inclusive, and inclusive is the opposite of what Rich Wistocki's presentation was.
0: Fellow Respect Ed Club member in South Eugene, senior Ilka Sankari, says she rewatched the presentation online to find specific quotes she thought were especially troubling.
2: One that I remember was Sometime you'll be in a situation where you're faced with having sex, and hopefully you're choosing abstinence. But, ladies, there's gonna be times
0: when your boyfriend's like, I need a little something. Another quote. Girls, you don't have to send those nasty pictures. Sankari says these words and phrases, as well as only using male-female examples, is not inclusive to LGBTQ students. Students also claim Wistocki's presentation slut-shamed women. Churchill freshman Ethan Fodder says Wistocki suggested that it was not okay for women to send photos, but not a big deal when men do it. Richard Wistocki is a nationally known speaker who has been giving presentations around the country about cyberbullying and sexting prevention for the last 10 years. He says this was the first time students have taken issue with his presentation. I asked him to give an example within his presentation that is inclusive to LGBTQ students.
2: I don't worry about that stuff. That doesn't concern me. It doesn't concern me because it doesn't matter. My job to protect kids from being victims of online predators.
0: He says there isn't discrimination among sex predators because they target boys and girls equally. He also says it's not true that he suggested the responsibility was more on women to prevent harassment or sextortion than it is the responsibility of men. I said, Guy,
2: if you are asking your girlfriend for naked pictures, you are involved in the manufacturing of child pornography. Girl, if you're giving up pictures, You are also involved in the manufacturing of child pornography.
1: Yeah, he seems like a great role model. Uh, All I can say is cheers to you, Rachel, for sending that in and Jane, Ashley, and everybody else who's fighting the good fight for your right to real, comprehensive, inclusive, fact-based, pleasure-affirming, shame-free sex ed in Oregon and everywhere else. You're our real role models now and forever. And you deserve it. And we all deserve it. I really do believe that if we can change the way we teach sex ed, we can change the world. All right. That is all we have time for this week. Like I said, next week is going to be a great full-length episode about belief on the internet with Believe Me contributors Soraya Shamali, Sadie Doyle, and Catherine Cross. It's phenomenal. And then after that, I just have to say a, a small disclaimer, which is I'm on tour for the next month. So... It's a little bit of a challenge recording episodes just in terms of not having room to take my microphone on the road with me. So I hope you'll bear with me. There may be episodes some weeks and not episodes other weeks. I'm going to do as much as I can, the best as I can, but it might be a little less consistent than I'd like it to be in season. But this time I'm giving you fair warning at least. (laughs) Um, anyway, if you want to support me while I'm on the road, if you wish you could come to my event, but you can't make it and you want to buy me a drink, if you just want to help cheer up a very tired warrior (laughs) on the road moving from friends' guest rooms to hotels to whatever comes next, my Patreon is the place to show that material support. Just put my name in when you go to Patreon, you'll find me. And I couldn't appreciate it more. Every little bit really matters. You can also spread the word about the book. If you've read the book, now's a great time to leave an Amazon review. You don't have to have bought the book on Amazon to leave an Amazon review. You just have to have read it. So if you read it anywhere, leave an Amazon review, leave a review on Goodreads, tweet about it, post about it, post a picture on your social media holding, believe me, talking about why you love it. Post a picture with your pet with the book because everybody loves pictures of pets with books. You know what I'm saying? Spread the word, help people find the book. We really need to make this a breakthrough moment to shift the culture in the direction of believing women. Also, if you're going to be at any of my events, come see me and get a Believe Me button, which can help you do that also. And of course, you can do the same for this very fine podcast by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and by sharing about the show on your social networks. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the fantabulous Natalia Rodriguez. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna. I will hopefully see all y'all at my events, but either way, until next week, I'm wishing you all safe and happy sex lives.